What's up guys, AJ here. I'm going to recap uh, the Contender Series from tonight. I'm recording this here, it's 9.36 p.m. Central Standard Time on Tuesday, August 11th. Um, so this is Dana White Contender Series Season 4, Week 2. Uh, just gonna quickly recap my thoughts um, from start to finish. We had uh, five contracts here given out. I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought that, you know, while not every fighter finished their respective fight, um, we also had like a couple injury stoppages. Um, I did think that like the effort was there and each fighter's willingness to to go for the finish and, and push hard for all, all minutes of action. So I admire uh, Dana White, UFC's decision to give five contracts. I actually think it makes a lot of sense, especially considering the circumstance of, you know, a lot of fighters having to step up on short notice uh, with the, like the, the cancellations the whatnot and whatnot and then just... Um, the UFC wanting to roll these fights out so frequently here. We've got uh, uh, several consecutive cards here. So I think it makes a ton of sense that the UFC is uh, um, rewarding these fighters here um, and giving out more contracts than, say, they usually did. Um, then you couple that with the fact that these fighters uh, have proven to be talented. And uh, like I said, I, I thought put on uh, put on uh, great efforts to their respective fights. So um, first fight of the night, uh, Impa. Uh, Fought uh, Anthony Adams. I, I I'm gonna pronounce uh, Impa's name last name wrong most likely. Uh, uh, spelled K A S A N G A N A Y. Uh, Impa here though. Um, awesome performance. Uh, Adams was definitely having success in round one. Uh, some success. It wasn't like a complete blowout of a round by any means. The first round was very competitive. Impa kind of started off strong, um, but then uh, as the round progressed, uh, Adams actually started to have some success. He landed some knees in the clinch. Uh, but then Adams just got uh, kind of tired. Um, and it's not to say that Impa, you know, not taking anything away from his performance. I, I'm lo looking at it from the standpoint of Impa just showed great cardio because Adams is a gentleman who, who trains at Elevation Fight Team, you know, Denver, Colorado. Like, um, that altitude is high. So we, we know that he's getting those good looks cardio-wise in terms of training him. You know, he's training with guys like Justin Gaethje, Curtis Blades. Uh, he's got Trevor Whitman in there. Like, he, he gets so many good looks as sparring partner. So I think it's more so a credit to Impa's performance and how good he looked. Um, he looks so good there, well-rounded. This guy's very young, athletic. He hits hard. Um, you know, he was having success striking, but uh, he showed really good fight IQ in that second round. He mixed things up and, and looked for the takedown. Definitely had some success uh, grappling and uh, controlling position on the ground and, and was working for the finish, even though he didn't get it. Uh, like I, what I said right off the top, like he didn't get the finish on paper, yeah, but he almost did. Uh, he had the referee, um, I believe it was Mark Smith, just you know telling Anthony to like fight back basically because he was he was close to being stopped. So I I admire uh, Impa's willingness to go for that finish. You could tell he really wanted to go f uh, for it so he could get that contract. But uh, even though it went the full three, I'd, I'd say it's more a compliment to uh, Anthony's toughness and uh, durability. More than anything, because Impa was really coming on strong there. Um, again, made really good adjustments, and uh, I'm a, I'm excited to see what the future holds for uh, this man because he actually fights on August 22nd here in a couple weeks. So that's pretty crazy, right? He gets a, a contract, and then he's fighting here really soon. So uh, you know, it's nice that I get to save myself some time here with tape study while it's uh, fresh in my mind. Uh, there was a lot of things that I took note of and uh, like what I saw. So it kind of just depends on who he gets matched up with. with. Uh, the next gentleman, uh, TJ Laramie, taking on uh, Daniel uh, Swain. Uh, names that I actually could pronounce. Um, can't say the same about the next fight, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, you know, Laramie is a guy who's who's been on the radar for a while. Um, shout out to everybody that's, um, you know, from Canada. 
you know, he's a he's a Canadian guy, and he's he's been on the radar for a while. Def- definitely, this is a gentleman who has a win over uh, Charles Jourdain. You know, look, think how think how nicely that aged, right? You know, Charles Jourdain's the guy who's doing his thing in the UFC. Um, you know, he's one and two, but like, you know, he took Andre Fila to a split decision. That's really cool. Um, ha- has a win over Duho Choi. Um, you know, and then and then on his debut, you know, he just fought up a weight class and, and was out wrestled by Desmond Green. So that was a tough spot for him. But what I'm basically trying to say here is, though, uh, Lamy, Lamy has shown that he could beat a UFC-level guy, you know, prior to coming to the UFC. And I'm not t- trying to say Jordan's the same guy he was then as he is now. But, you know, it's encouraging to have, like, a really good name on your resume. And he goes out there. And just like uh, Impa, just, um, you know, the, the stoppage was what it was, basically what happened. Um, uh, Daniel had, like, a, a rib injury, I believe. Um, and basically he just said he couldn't continue. He, he had trouble, like, breathing. Um... He, his body language just, just wasn't good. Uh, but Larry, credit to him. I mean, he weathered uh, the storm of some submission attempts from Daniel, from Daniel's guard. He was definitely threatening him with some good stuff. But uh, Larry showed excellent composure and uh, sound defense to avoid um, any kind of sub that Daniel had. He was able to pass the guard and, and get some top control and land some ground and pound. And he, um, you know, he, he uh, put a seal on that first round because... Uh, it was kind of like the next fight I'll talk about, where it's like, you know, you got you had one fighter in top position, but the fighter on bottom was, was threatening a bit. But uh, Lammy really came on strong, landing some uh, pretty significant ground and pound there. So I thought, like, you know, obviously it doesn't really matter because the fight only lasted a round. But uh, I thought that on the judges' scorecards, you could give that round to Lammy with the top control and, and how he finished the round. Um, so, yeah, you know, he's, he's young. He's so young. He's only 22 years young. He's got a well-rounded skill set. He's a, a sound submission grappler. He's a good wrestler, too. And uh, with his age, man, I mean, we could see this guy get even better, right? So I already like what he's shown, and there's reason to believe that we could see significant improvements out of him fight to fight. So I really like Laramie. I thought that was a really good showing, even though we only got to see, like, five minutes of him. Um, I think that's good for a guy like him and all these fighters to really just, you know, you're not actually fighting in the UFC yet, but, like, Contender Series is, like, you're under the bright lights. It's a huge opportunity. And, uh, you know, not everybody reacts the same way to that sort of opportunity. And the way he reacted, I, I thought, was, was very admirable. So, um, yeah, I really like this, this guy's composure. I think he's really talented. And uh, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, maybe he gets a, a quick turnaround like uh, Impa does, but uh, maybe just says, doesn't have a bout scheduled yet, right? I guess we'll just see. Um, the next bout, uh, Corey McKenna taking on a, this was the other name I... I'm telling you, I, I can't pronounce it, but Vanessa, D-E-M-O-P-O-U-L-O-S. Um, so basically, like, yeah, Corey was the only underdog uh, on these five fights to cash. It, it was, you know, to be fair, it was like the closest uh, fight odds-wise. Um, kind of depends on, I guess, what book you look at exactly. But like basically that, it, it was basically a toss-up between that and then Adams and... Uh, uh, Impa, the first fight I just talked about. So, um, nonetheless, Corey was uh, the only underdog to cash in. I mean, she the fight really was never in doubt in my personal estimation. Basically, like, the first round was, I think, the round that the judges gave to Vanessa because basically the way the fight played out was Corey was able to take Vanessa down, uh, even though the only creditor with one takedown which again the the stats are kind of um interesting you know to say the least because it doesn't you know exactly tell like w- what happened precisely but but what does tell us is the control time right we, we see 11 minutes of control time for Corey, and uh yeah i mean she largely was just able to 
get Vanessa on her back and just uh, get top control. Pass the guard a little bit, uh, land some ground and pound. You know, nothing like too threatening there, but like at the end of the day, she was, you know, fending off some sub attempts, um, getting some ground and pound, getting some some top control and, and passing the guard a bit. Um, yeah, Vanessa, like I suppose round one, they gave her that because she was threatening. She was That's where she was the most threatening from bottom in terms of the subs. Um, I still think Corey won, though. Again, just my personal estimation. It doesn't really matter because, you know, she won a unanimous decision anyway. But, uh, yeah, um, it kind of reminded me, like, on the Vanessa side, it kind of reminded me of, like, Courtney Casey fights. Like, yes, Courtney Casey's really threatening from her guard, but if she can't, if she's un unable to submit you or do significant damage, like, it's just not always the best look in the judge's eyes to have just one fighter uh, in top even if they aren't doing anything too significant because at the end of the day they're still in a more advantageous position than the person on bottom uh even if it isn't say full guard so in terms of just like you know her her opposition just winning rounds like there's a clear path there uh wow if, if that isn't addressed just in terms of top control right so yeah Corey just you know she was in a little bit of trouble with a couple sub attempts but for the most part she was uh you know, she showed good composure. Um, she was definitely getting her licks in on the feet. Uh, on the, the striking was like kind of 50-50, though I, I gave a slight edge to Corey. I thought she was landing the harder shots. She had a she landed a head kick, a head kick flush, um, and it like Vanessa was like largely unfazed by it. But it was uh, it was just crazy. Yeah, she definitely came out there like she wanted it. Um, she's super young, trains uh, at Team Alpha Male. She had Uriah Faber with her. So, yeah, I mean, she's another one of these fighters, like, just, uh, like, all of them, really. They're all really young. Uh, she's, only, she's only got six pro MMA fights, so we could see her get better. I think she's well-rounded. Um, you know, she's got, she's got some power. She's got aggression. She's got, like, that strong will to win. So, yeah, Corey uh, went out there, and she's a, a woman from uh, Wales. So, you know, like, Brett Johns and Jack Shore, like, they're starting to come, you know, have a, a stronger uh, population in terms of numbers you know, in terms, uh, in terms of UFC presence. So it's always nice to see, you know, you got these fighters like coming across the world uh, to fight in the, the biggest mixed martial arts promotion. Um, so yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, Vanessa, um, I think she's really talented too. Yeah, she was uh, a woman who had fought in LFA. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think she, like skill-wise she's solid, but like, I think that tendency to be on her back for, for multiple minutes, because it, again, it was 11 minutes of control time that Corey had. Like, that tendency, again, like, if she's not winning these fights by sub or, you know, landing any, like, nasty elbows from guard, like, you know, 12 to 6, like, Tony Ferguson style, it's just kind of tough to win rounds. Like, the, the opposition always has a clear path to win if you're not doing significant damage or subbing them. Like, it's just not always the best look in the judge's eyes for that fighter on bottom. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's cool that she could, she could find the sub within herself, you know, threatened from her back. But, again, it, in fights like the one we saw today... Um, it's not the most sustainable way to win fights. Um, it, it's There's a better way to, to win rounds in my, in my personal estimation. So I hope she addresses that. I think she can. She's still very young, um, inexperienced in her pro, uh, pro MMA career, which is seven fights. So I think there's always reason to believe that she could address that. Uh, Adrian uh, Yanez, uh, this was the gentleman who just uh, most obviously got the contract upon uh, performing out there. He won 39 seconds. I mean, this guy looked outstanding. I'm so happy for him. Um, very admirable, the way he performed, the way he spoke. Um, just super, super happy for this guy because, uh, I mean, it was like the cleanest, like quickest performance out of all the combatants on this on this card, and that's really saying something because, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, the fight was really never in doubt. I mean, he just uh, was able to land clean, uh, caught Brady with a couple counters, um, was able to land a knockdown, and, and that was it. Yeah, Giannis, uh, um, I think, uh, has a lot of uh, potential. I really do. He's already looking really solid. Uh, he's a 14 pro fight, um, mixed martial artist. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just like the, the other winners on this card, he's getting a contract well-deserved. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see the, what this guy's future holds. Really happy for him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was so quick. And, uh, you know, he, he, he won it uh, handedly. So uh, I don't know that there's too much more for, more for me to say other than he just put on an excellent uh, striking performance where he didn't really have to work up a sweat. Only landed six, uh, excuse me, uh, seven significant strikes. So uh, really happy for Adrian. That's awesome. Uh, lastly, the main event, uh, Dustin. Um, I don't know the last name I <laughs> I don't know if I could pronounce it. S-T-O-L-T-Z-F-U-S. You know who I mean, right? <laughs> Versus Joe Pfeiffer. Um, so this was one of the more like interesting ones because like Dustin was the solid favorite here. But uh, the case could be made like Joe was winning the fight up until the slam. Basically, like uh, Joe was able to take uh, Dustin down and, and get some top control time. Nothing like too significant, but uh, about a minute and 32 seconds is what uh, ESPN.com is currently saying. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you would have kind of thought, like, Joe was the favorite there. I mean, you know, yeah, Dustin was threatening from his guard a bit. Um, but kind of like what the, the Vanessa versus Corey fight I, I talked about. Like, he, he didn't sub him at the end of the day. So, um, wasn't exactly sure what the fighters were going to weigh more. Like, the top controller or those, uh, those sub attempts from guard. I don't know. I guess we won't know because it only lasted. It didn't even last the full round. But, uh, yeah, basically... Uh, Joe was it, the fight was pretty competitive, but I, I think Joe got the slight edge in terms of just top control in the wrestling. But basically, Dustin was able to pick up Joe and, and slam him down, and was able to uh, mess up his arm really bad, his right arm. It was it was hard to watch, uh, to be honest. His uh, it, his arm snapped the other way, so it was it was a freak injury. I wish him a speedy recovery, Joe. Um, it's unfortunate, yeah, because I mean he the case could be made that he was winning the fight up until that point. So yeah, I mean. Not taking anything away from Dustin. I thought that was an awesome performance, too. Um, happy to see him get a contract. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool that, uh, you know, they said he went to school in uh, Tennessee in, in the States. And then, uh, you know, he, he trains in Germany. So he goes back and forth and, and gets those different looks for training. I think that's cool that the guy's willing to, to move geographically to learn, learn the game and sharpen up his skills. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's really talented, too. Um, I hope Joe gets another chance because, again, I, I did think he was looking solid there up until uh, the slam. So uh, hopefully he gets another uh, chance on the Contender Series or maybe even just gets another chance in the UFC if uh, they're looking for uh, fighters coming up here with all these these bout announcements. So, uh, again, there wasn't, like, too much for me to take away from this one just because of how how it ended other than, like, you know, Je Joe as an underdog was, was kind of looking live there uh, up until the slam. So it's pretty interesting. Um Obviously, if you're a, you're a Dustin backer, uh, you're happy that you cashed. Obviously, that's awesome. Um, again, at the end of the day, you cashed your tickets, and that's what it's going to go down as, right? So uh, very, uh, very admirable performance by all the combatants um, on this Contender Series here. And that's pretty much all I have to say. There's only uh, five fights on these Contender Series, which is I just think it's cool to, to have them roll these out in the middle of the week. Um, it it kind of reminds me of like Thursday night football. Like, as you know, if you're a football fan, you, you look forward to Sunday. But like, they throw in like Monday night, Thursday night games. So it's cool too to have like that that in the middle of the week, right? Uh, to keep yourself entertained amongst all the other things you got going on. So I just think it's really cool that the UFC brought up this idea. 
it's a cool way to get these uh, fighters a chance to to make it to the big show. And we're seeing time and time again, a lot of them are are going out there and putting forth their best effort and uh, really uh, kicking butt out there. So I, I love the Contender Series. I, I'm somebody that actually didn't watch it all too much in the past, mainly because uh, in the in the past seasons, I had a, a, a full-time gig that's not this, uh, so I couldn't really commit to the time. But now that I'm, I'm doing this, I'm able to, you know, have more time to watch and, and study and, and take notes and things like that. So uh, I'm really grateful that I get the time to, to do this on a, on a Tuesday night here. Um, and, and hopefully that you, you found uh, my podcast here insightful. As my main goal here is, uh, you know, maybe maybe you didn't have time to watch a contender series, but you want to know like what, what went down, but you don't want to like go back and watch the video. Uh, I got you. Like, and if there's anything else that's like not clear about this breakdown, please feel free to hit me up. Um, Twitter at AJMMA Betting, um, Instagram same handle at AJMMA Betting. Uh, other than that, we got UFC 252 next up. It takes place on Saturday, this Saturday here, uh, August 15th uh, at the Apex, Las Vegas, Nevada, of course, and that is uh, Miocic versus Cormier three. Uh, early prelims start as of right now, uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So uh, if you're in a different time zone, uh, I would have to defer to you on, on where to add or subtract hours there. But uh, that's what uh, ESPN.com is telling me right now. Other than that, I would just like to sign off and wish you all well. Um, and uh, let's, let's do this thing at UFC 252. Take care, guys.